ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Hey, thank you very much, okay. producer Mr. E. Oh, thank you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, brother. Brother, brother. man. I have to do cocaine, brother. Did he? Oh, a lot. What? Totally. <laughs> he did cocaine? I, was, oh, I think everyone did in yeah, the wrestling so. people. Who, who's that? That's Randy Savage, right? Oh, they that, all did it. That though. was him trying to talk normal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking love wrestling so much. And a lot of a lot of steroids. Too. I was thinking about that scene of uh, him in the first Spider-Man movie, the mm-hmm. Sam Raimi one, mm-hmm. and how uh, he's in the cage and I got you for three minutes, minutes of play time, <laughs> three minutes of me time. And Spider-Man's talking shit on him. He's like, "Oh, did your boyfriend make that for you?" Yeah. And I was like, "Ooh, that's problematic." Like, oh no, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't do that today. <laughs> no, it's a question. <laughs> All right, well, I got a a follow-up here to a story we did last episode and the episode before that about the billionaire space flights. Can't get enough of the billionaire space guys. Right? And so uh, this one is about how the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, has got all petty all of a sudden. Oh, I heard about this, actually. They've redefined the word astronaut now. To make them included? No. To exclude oh, them. I like this. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Isn't it because like they are not like controlling the craft, per se? They're just kind of... That's what I thought I read somewhere. Yeah, they're more passengers, Okay, I guess. So well, I don't know what they're technically they called Did they actually go to space, though? I thought they just they went, went to, to the like, edge. The, yeah, like, is that... What is it called again? The, the Carmen line. God that's how we're pronouncing Carmen it. There line. were a lot of... Uh, Does that substitute a space? Though? Doodads I mean, on top. Like Carmen line. Yes and no. Uh, according to um, the FAA and NASA, they went to space because they, they the recognize line. it as 50 miles above yeah, the surface. Technically. The right. Carmen line recognizes it as 62. I don't think um, Branson made it to 62. I think he only made it to the 50. Mm-hmm. So, uh, either way, they've... The FAA has redefined the word astronaut, and the new definition details that in order to become an astronaut, one must reach an altitude of 50 miles above the surface, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And also requires travelers to have, quote, demonstrated activities during flight that were essential to public safety or contributed to human spaceflight safety. <laughs> How does that work? I, I know. Mean, yeah, like because as soon as I was saying that, it's like, oh yeah, they don't fly the ships. I was like, well, technically astronauts, they just they're just sitting there strapped to the to the rocket. You know, they're not actually steering it or anything. So I guess they're sitting there going. I think they're going. Uh, yes, go flight. Go flight. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, does it have to do with the descent? Maybe. I think it has something more to do with your purpose in space because they don't just send astronauts up to go. All right, we did it. Like they true. they send them up with like a, a bag of or peanuts and go. Yeah. Oh, how how does space affect peanuts? You know, mm. they they have some sort of mission yeah, there missions. that will help further our human understanding of space. Uh, so the way I read this is if that if these billionaires had a flight attendant on their craft. And the flight attendant at the beginning of the flight, much like they do with normal airplane flights, mm-hmm. and they give you the safety spiel, does that mean they're technically astronauts, right? Because they're contributing to human safety and yada yada? We got to, it's almost like if Pluto's a planet, then we have like 50 planets, technically. <laughs> I think we got to start <laughs> like, okay, by what, in 15 years when, we, when it's like a couple bucks to go up there for our, ourselves, are we astronauts now too? Like, yay. Are you going to feel like an astronaut? <laughs> Well, I Do you mean, feel like one, bozos? Huh? You, uh, bozos? You went to space. Like, I, I don't... Technically. Does that make you a spaceman? I don't know I don't I know guess. what the new term is for having gone to space. You you broke your space virginity. I went to Vegas once. Am I a Vegas man? Uh, I guess going to I've Vegas doesn't make you a gambler. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, maybe you have to gamble in order to... Uh, so, simply going to space does not an astronaut make... Ooh. <laughs> um, do you guys know anything about the Great Barrier Reef? Yeah, shit tons. It's a, I don't really. What do you know about? It's a big-ass reef off the coast of Australia. It's supposed to be one of the biggest on the planet. Home Lots to, of marine life. Yeah, ho- Very unique stuff. Thousands of species. Have you ever wanted to explore the Great Barrier Reef? Oh, you're you're going right down my alley, right down it. Yeah, I'm a yeah. big no. Okay, big no. <laughs> yes. Well, yes, it is in Australia. Uh, so I want to tell you this uh, about this website. It's called teleportal.fish. 
And um, what this allows, this allows anyone with a computer to virtually visit the reef via a live link to a remote-controlled underwater robot. Awesome. Okay. So live stream. explore the, the Great Barrier Reef. Wait a minute. So there's only one robot? And There's you... two. Well, I mean, so how <laughs> do, if all three of us want to do this at once... Let's say let's say hundreds of people want to log in and watch this thing, control this thing, and explore. How, how does that work? Well, um, I do know actually. I was thinking that we should go to the website. It's called yeah, teleportal dot fish. Uh oh, is there like a dash or something? Tele well, like teleport? Uh, here, I got the. I actually got the website here. Okay. Teleportal. Oh, teleportalworld.com. dot okay. Just go there. Teleportalworld.com, dot com. So there's yeah. no fish. I, I don't know what. Well, here it says fish, but then I actually have the website here and it says world. How does that dot this is fish it. work? Okay, okay. And this is it. And here, watch. Read. Oh, so it's an underwater is, drone. Okay, yeah, it's nice. like an underwater drone thing. So basically, what it is, it's um, remotely operated, uh, two heavy ROVs or remotely operated vehicles. and But they do plan for the future to have a, a fleet of them for users. So right now, I guess there's only two. <laughs> and um, they are tethered to a base station that is anchored 19 miles offshore at Arlington Reef in far north Queensland, Australia. They, the, they use uh, solar panels to charge the vehicle's batteries, and the ROVs are always connected to the internet via 4G. And like he said, they're like underwater drone little yeah. things. Oh. These things are really neat. They use them to also explore caves that are dangerous to go into or have tight restrictions um, without you know having to risk human life to go in there. So it's really neat. So you see from the website, it basically says like, you have to, to get started, you have to create an account. And do, I didn't do any of this stuff because I was thinking like, if it was just like point and click, I would have made us do it right now. But you have to like make an account and put a credit card in because you know exactly. it is going to charge for the hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'll tell you more about it. Then let's see if you can figure out how much they're thinking it's going to cost for an hour to well, do it. Well, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> did we answer that question? If there's only two robots and we can control them, like what if obviously there's more than two people trying to control it at the same time? Right. I would so, assume it's like you basically schedule. put an order in. Like especially if you get an hour's worth of time. Well, I see. I'm assuming it's like, like time slot. Based. I'm assuming okay, like perfect. I don't know. I do not know. But so, it's, I think it's like you make an account. You want to do it? Do it. Like. And maybe it's first come, first serve. And if it's a million people doing it, then it's going to be like, well, okay, you can do it tomorrow at this time. Yeah, you just got to yeah, schedule and then it. As soon as they get more and more people. My first thought when hearing about this and the idea that I can control a drone halfway across the world, you know, around some fragile reefs and stuff. I was like, oh, I could be a total asshole and destroy the reef. <laughs> but the idea of putting my credit card in there kind of puts a pause oh, yeah. on that. That is exactly what I remember. People are dicks. They will ram sea life or ram the other machines. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then, yeah, the credit card definitely like, oh, wait, can't. Let me not destroy. Uh... It's the idea of trashing a hotel room. Like, wait, my credit card's down there? Exactly. No, 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 no. Yeah, totally how I thought of it. Too. Like, oh, shit. I have to, I'm actually responsible this for this a, I'm drone. curious to see how much it costs. Um, let me show you a little bit more about the, uh, the drones themselves. But basically, they have HD cameras, and the ROVs also feature LED spotlights that put out a total of 4,000 lumens yep. for nighttime use. So, yeah, you can use it day wow. or night, too. That's what's yeah. cool. It's like 24-7. So. And, uh, you know, this might be a fad that I'm going to forget about it. So you'll probably get some time in. Um, it also has a sonar-based ba- sonar obstacle avoidance system to keep them from damaging the coral. Aha. They have a top speed of 3 knots, or 3.5 <laughs> miles per hour, and respond to operators' commands with a latency of less than 200 milliseconds. That's fast. Okay. A millisecond's less than a second. Yeah. yeah. It's like four or five have happened right now. <laughs> like saying this. And so here's the real question is um so according to the company, one hour dive should cost around I have it converted from U to US dollars, so it's gonna be off. Like it's a nice it's a round euro, number. right? Yeah. Okay. Well it's Australia money. Australia oh, uses, okay. uses not American dollars, but they use the term dollar, I believe. I think I so guess. too. Yeah, yeah it says Australian dollars is but I have it in American dollars. Okay. I'm ignorant. How much do you think it's going to cost for an hour? For an hour? Is this in Australian dollars? Um, in America. It's in American dollars. Okay. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it's a weird number. It's not going to be like a it's not going to be like $10. It's going to be kind of weird yeah. cuz it's conversion. Converted for an hour. Mystery, what do you think? I think it's going to be like renting a jet ski or somewhere you have to pay a good amount of price and like you know your credit cards on there and you got to buy insurance and all that shit. So I'm going to say it's like 200 $225 an hour. I was thinking roughly about the same, but now that I'm thinking about it, like, if they get enough people interested in using this device, then they can really cut that cost down and still make a profit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lowball it. I'm gonna say uh one seventy three. 
This article says $22 to $37. That seems way what? too low to me, right? <laughs> per minute. Well, it is per virtual. It says so for I a mean... one-hour dive, she cost around 30 to 50 Australian dollars or 22 to 37 now that I think about it, wow. American dollars. It is dollars. virtual. So, I mean, you're not getting any tangibility out of the thing you're, you're just ordering. watching something on your screen. And, yeah, so, like, it's like a pay-per-view boxing fight right if you pay sixty dollars for that fight you paid sixty dollars for like three hours mm-hmm. and they're doing it for multiple people so that makes too. sense even thirty dollars for one hour of it's virtual the, even time. though it sounds sick as fuck in, the, in our like adhd world i wonder if like even after a half hour like we wonder what's on the sopranos or something you know what i mean like <laughs> no, i think would you cool. get over it or would you be like this is the sickest shit ever i like, think it'd be cool you mean while you're piloting this thing you have your phone in your hand yeah you're, exactly like, like you're just like whatever Watching Frasier or something. Like, what, the, like, what the fuck's going on? Um, purchase credits using your credit card. I was just going to say exactly. So you have to open an account and then pre-purchase credits, which will be applied to the dives. And then, like I said, it costs about twenty-two to thirty-seven dollars per hour to for these machines. There's also a less expensive animated simulator where new users can get the hang of controlling one of the ROVs before trying out the real thing. So just another oh. excuse to get more money. I know. That's what's funny. It's like a little, like, just play a little video game, I guess, with it, too. Right. But still, it's like they're solar powered. They're connected. You can go basically as far as the tether. I think I have that information, too. The tether can go uh, up to 328 feet. And this is, this is a, uh, I assume, a, a virtual tether. No, no, this is physical. a tether. Like, look yeah. at this robot. It like, has a line little... on it, so yeah. if it if it dies underwater, you can pull it up. Basically, there's like a boat, and all these little robots are like that are like little submarines that have cameras on them, or are connected with a rope, that... and then that boat has solar power and stuff. That seems problematic to have a tether. Oh, okay. So that is feeding it power. It doesn't Correct. have an onboard power source. Correct. Got like, yeah, it. On, on the ship's getting the solar power, <laughs> and it's feeding it to them. It's feeding the the four G ness to them. Or I guess I guess actually the robots have the four genus. <laughs> it's going back to the boat. I thought that was so funny that they're not using five G because they don't want to get the fish cancer. I uh, know that's because these can't take vaccines. I think <laughs> so. Like <laughs> we only it's a, that's why these can't get the five G. <laughs> only four Gs. They don't want to mind control the fish. There's mm-hmm. nothing down there. Definitely. Um, but um, I still thought the idea was pretty cool. Like you just kind of. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, and they and on this website it mentions there's other places too. This just mentioned Australia, the the Barrier Reef, but you can sit there and they have fleets of these damn things all over the place. You could be diving all day. This has to be a COVID thing. And it's just amazing to see how we've adapted how to remotely. technology and entertainment for everything virtual. Right. And I think sure. that's a great, neat idea. In the blink of an eye. Yeah. I mean, God, we have stopped hanging out entirely. Remember, we used to get together like every other week and hang out. And then yeah, COVID yeah. hit. And it's like, we only see each other for podcasts. Yeah. yeah. We'll get back to that. I'm sick of your faces, Because Max sucks at Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, so. well, pre, pre-COVID, I was like, getting over you guys anyway. Yeah, so that was true. the perfect excuse. Dude, to... I'm dying for some craps. Let's go to Vegas. Oh, oh. man. You're speaking my language. Oh. <laughs> oh. We still need to have Let's our craps. Let's lose money night. there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Anything else on the... Uh, what are they calling it? Uh, Teleportal.fish? That's what it said on this website. But then this website here, it's like it's like Teleportal World. But does, so. does the device have a name? Is it? They call it an, uh, an Aussie bot, Aussie bot heavy ROV, which is a remotely operated vehicle. Fucking love it, Aussie bot. That's cool. <laughs> or maybe I'm saying it wrong. A O S I, Aussie, Aussie bot. I'm sticking with Aussie. Yeah, it makes more sense. Yeah. I'm gonna say Aussie bot. <laughs> All right. Well, I got another little guessing game here for you. A sealed copy of Mario 64 recently sold at auction, and it set the world record. For the most expensive video game ever sold at auction. All right, let's take it around the room. How much? Yeah, I think you have to go because I think I. I'll I go first. Story, I'll I go think. first. I think I saw it. Okay. I think I remember the number. Um, it can't be anything too crazy, but for a game, there's lots of rare ones out there. I'm gonna say if it set the record. Fuck, I don't know what the record is, but let's say uh, seventy-five thousand dollars. <laughs> okay. I think I remember reading it. I thought it was one point. I thought it was one point five million. Oh my god! That's and my... you are correct. Yeah. What the fuck? I remember reading that. I was actually saved that for maybe next th- episode. Uh, episode. Yeah. A wow. sealed copy of Mario Super Mario sixty four, which arguably isn't the best one. Right. My favorite, but it's not the best one. I love that one. Huh. It's fun. I just had so many memories. I love like that. That's my favorite. Walking for yeah. Well, that that came out right in our prime. That was that was the game. Um, yeah, one point five million. Uh, I have some other 
I have some other games here that sold and broke the records for their times. <laughs> uh, Super Mario Bros. Just Super Mario Bros. I think this is a Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo, right? Or is it just regular Nintendo? Right, regular, regular Nintendo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how much did that sell for, do you think? Half a mil, then. This was back half in... A d- half a mil and one. Ah, <laughs> You're both over. It was uh, one hundred dollars, one hundred and fourteen thousand. Still though. All right, Super Mario Bros. Three. For some reason, I feel like that was a money one. Last one was one hundred and fourteen thousand. That's going to be a quarter mil. Okay, say one seventy-five, Bob. Thousand. Ooh, you're closer. It's one (laughs) fifty-six. Ha ha. All right. Oh, okay. So the previous record holder before Super Mario 64 was The Legend of Zelda. How much did that sell for? That's a and it was game. the previous record holder. Before Mario? Before Super before Mario 64 million. set it with 1.5 So there's some information there. 1 million. Okay. Oh, no. 900,000. <laughs> Max is closest with 870,000. Well, that's a good guess. Right? Imagine if you knew 20 years ago that if you just seal, kept this sealed game, 20 years from now, you'd be a millionaire. And isn't that wild? Like, if you knew then what you knew now. I mean, it, that's the thing. The collecting craze is bizarre because you always hear about the, um, the big comic crash of, I want to say, the 90s, where um, once they figured out in the 90s that people were buying comic books that were produced in the 70s for hundreds of thousands of dollars and whatnot people started buying up comics and boxing them and keeping them and then because so many people had them they became worthless in the future mm-hmm. you know they never they never evaluated to yeah. uh, the hundreds of thousands so it's like a hit or miss market who yeah. knew super mario 64 was going to be that way though well they said all the markets are going up in uh the salt like that type of stuff because of the covid stuff like then we just talk about the pokemon went, went crazy yeah we've, we've mentioned that a few times about yeah. how pokemon cards have skyrocketed everything has as far as like look, the legos oh, yeah remember the the uh, thieves that broke in to steal legos because apparently they were hot during the uh, covid times i say covid times like we're out of the covid times i know <laughs> we're out dark of ages <laughs> We'll never be fr- be rid of them. Okay. Well, my next topic is about this. Uh, what is that? That's a parakeet? No. What is? I don't. Cockatoo. Cockatoo. Yeah, it's a cockatoo. It's a cockatoo. They're cute. What about that seagull? Burb. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's Australia's. I got two Australia stories. We should have made this in Australia. Though. I have an Australia versus Florida coming up. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. Okay. Here we go. Good episode. Australia's. So this is Australia's sulfur-crested cockatoos, and uh, they basically are becoming city birds, almost like pigeons, in that they're like, you know, there's like, we live in orange, and someone like released some parrot a long time ago, and now you'll you'll see like a tree full of parrot, green parrots around here. Yes. Yeah, the whole, there's lots of urban legends surrounding that about how a pet store burnt down, and the owner let the all the parrots out so they wouldn't die, and then they proliferated and became a nuisance around Orange yeah. County. Well, I mean, these cockatoos, I mean, I think they're from Australia anyway, but like now they're just like, there's all these videos of people, of them eating out of people's trash cans. So they're, they're almost like the, the raccoons of Australia now. And what's happening is they're learning to open the trash cans. Ooh. And what's really cool about this is they were noticing this behavior in three, uh, three, uh, uh, in this video I'm showing them, wow. there's a brick. They put a brick on top of the trash cans to get them to stop doing this. And this cockatoo is learning to take the brick off and then open the trash can. But uh, people, they're noticing this because people are reporting this happening in like three suburban areas in Australia. And this was like in 2017. And then as of lately, it's in 40 areas now, 40 suburban neighborhoods. So it's like, it's a it's spreading the idea of opening these trash cans to the cockatoo community <laughs> through, a, through a cultural learning thing. So in the same vein, I uh, recently read a story about um, how designers that design trash cans for national parks here in the yes, u.s I've have, heard this, yeah. yeah they have to make the trash cans bear proof but at the same time they have to make them easy enough for a human to get for, into like, the stupidest humans to yeah get to. and they say the overlap between the smartest bears and the stupidest humans is huge <laughs> i found that interesting because i've i've rolled up to one of those trash cans before and been stumped like what the mm. fuck do i do with this thing and i'm standing there for a couple minutes like trying to figure this out 
Yeah, reading this story, I guess there was another story about some town that is having a huge raccoon problem, so they designed a trash can with like a turning almost doorknob system, and then there's a video of the raccoon like learning to turn the doorknob Jeez. system to get into it type of deal. <laughs> it's a and raptor. They, and they spent all this money on these new trash cans for the whole city. But so anyway, yeah, like so so these cockatoos are teaching each other how to open the trash cans, dude. And this is like a learned behavior and um there's there's they're uh, they're calling it like a cultural learning amongst birds. So it's almost like they're some some uh this article's mentioning that uh, some bird experts say like they're almost as smart as chimpanzees or smart as chimpanzees or something. Huh. So this is like another kind of just kind of showing their culture per se. Like they're like, "Hey, stupid, look at this." Like they were saying um one of the original sites they noticed this happening. Um Older and more experienced cockatoos are also seen chucking youngsters out of the way and forcing them to merely watch as they open the, the trash cans or something. So they're almost like showing them maybe like how to open the trash cans. Classes in session. Yeah. And uh, more than 90% of the time when the people from Australia basically notice these cockatoos opening their bins, uh, there were multiple birds standing around watching the attempt. So they're just basically <laughs> saying that all these birds are watching all these other birds get in there. And the idea <laughs> is like spreading... It's kind of like a meme, almost like a meme, but like, because that's how the meme first started, was actually like, the lady who eventually said the term meme is about like folding um, toilet paper at hotels, how that's like happened like somewhere and then that just spread. Okay. It's like one of those weird things that just now all of your hotel does something like that. Uh-huh. And now meme kind of now became like the funny pictures and shit like that, but that's technically what it was supposed to be. And so this is kind of like the same idea. So... Obviously, this is kind of a, a nuisance in that they're probably throwing trash around and then they may not be eating the best stuff. So they're concerned about them on that level. So uh, other than that, is it is it a serious problem? Are I they? Mean, you don't want basically you don't want them. Op- I mean, I don't give a shit if someone's eating my trash, I guess. Like a raccoon, I'd be like, that'd be nice. But like, I think it's like they open the bins and it's all. Just toss know, stuff everywhere. Exactly. Just yeah. get shit everywhere. Like, it's not like, they don't do it all politely and put it back and close <laughs> it and stuff. Like, no big deal. Ring your doorbell. You know, they're say fucking thank you. animals, so they're still being assholes about it and everything. But I just still thought that was funny how they could just tell it's, it's, they're, they're learning. They're learning. They're learning, like, the idea of what to do. Oh, so they don't have a solution yet. No, lock your doors, shoot on site. Like, he- yeah. Heavier bricks on yeah, top of the trash. I guess. Like, yeah, that was, that was blowing my mind that they were taking the bricks off, too. Yeah, the way that guy manhandled the bird, manhandled the brick, and just like rolled it off, and like he gets it to a point where it's like leaning on the on the bird's chest, and he's just kind of puffing it and moving. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. And actually, this study kind of shows too. They were talking about uh, depending on where the bird saw them opening the bins, they could open it in two different ways. Uh, so, like in the far north of Sydney, the cockatoos might be more likely to walk around the right side of the bin while holding the lid, while in the center of the city, birds are might shimmy or hop with the lid on their head. So this almost is a weird way to say there's subcultures hmm. and a weird, like you can almost tell how the way they open their, the <laughs> trash can where they're from. So, uh, so an Eastern bird flies West and starts opening trash cans weird and it gets made fun of by all the other birds. Yeah. They're like, what? Look at the way he opens the trash cans, homie. You're in the wrong area, you man. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> We're in the wrong colors, bro. <laughs> I know. Well, that's how culture starts. That's the LA. That's bird. how the monkeys did it too, right? One opened a. A nut and ate it, and everyone's like, oh, I'll do that. And then one guy did it with a rock, and someone did a bigger rock. And That's right. Someone used a stick to get the honey, and then everyone's like, I want that honey. And, dude, it spreads. It just takes spreads, one bro. person to try coffee beans pooped out of a monkey, and then it's a thing. It is. A, that is a thing. <laughs> a delicious, delicious thing. God. All right, well, I got a stupid... Is this a stupid story? Yes, this is a very stupid story. Okay, great. It's one of my favorites because it's a dumb criminal. Ooh, Yay. I do like those. I haven't, we haven't had a good one in a while. Right. And they're also sad. Finding a dumb criminal story is just a walk down sadness lane. Because... <laughs> well, if you think of it that way. Well, because most of the time it's like the headline grabs me and it's like, oh, Superman robbed a liquor store? Okay, and I'll, I'll look into it. And it's like, oh, you know, this is a meth head and the only thing he could wear... Had to wear was a Superman outfit. Ooh, that's tough. Like, all right, won't bring that one up. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Maybe so, not the only thing he had to wear. It was funny, meth head and Superman outfit. When you hear only thing he had to wear, I guess that takes some of the funniness out. Right. Bummer, dude. And then he was just stealing that's the cash a- to get his girlfriend out of jail. You know, like, it's just. That's back to funny. That's fine. <laughs> it's meth. It's the adventures of meth. What do you expect? So this one comes out of uh, Waterboro, Maine. And officers reported. To a report of a stolen vehicle on Sunday morning, they stopped a guy nearby and arrested him on a different charge. 
aka stealing from Walmart. Um, I mean, and that right there kind of triggered a red flag for me. Like, why, if you're if you're reporting to a call about a stolen vehicle, mm-hmm. why are you stopping a guy that's just walking by? Like, first of all, that kind of that kind of bugged me. But he must have been shady as shit or something. Is that car parked there? And uh, then the police are called about it being stolen, or is like driving around, and then he just walks by it, and they grab him. Yeah, I, I don't know the specifics, but uh, either are way, you I, his lawyer. I never really, <laughs> I never really heard about the outcome for the car. It's not important. <laughs> Still there to this day. Um, he was taken to jail and told his bail would be two hundred dollars, which is pretty light, right? Like that's manageable for stealing a car. Yeah, well, <laughs> or, or robbing Walmart. Yeah, stealing from yeah, a Walmart. That's right. Uh, so yeah, he chirped up and he was like, I could pay that right now and get the hell out. And so he did. And as soon as the, uh, the bail commissioner showed up to collect the $200 and well, you know, he slapped the money down and yada da da do and walked away. The bail commissioner was like, Hey, this isn't real money. Is it like monopoly money or something? No, it was counterfeit money that he had made. Oh, geez. <laughs> He tried in to, jail, <laughs> right? Even more impressive. <laughs> yeah, right. No, he tried to he tried to pay his bail with counterfeit hundred dollar bills. Baller. That's like that's that's confidence in your craft. It really is. Number one, like they'll never know this. I guess that's a good test. Like you know, what? I'm gonna get myself arrested. I don't know if that's a good test, <laughs> but that I mean, it's it's good in that you'll definitely it either passes with flying colors or doesn't. But yeah, I don't know if it's. a there's probably safer ways to test it, like an ice cream yeah. shop first. See if they take it. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole idea is that they don't want to check uh, one dollar bills for being counterfeit because they're a one dollar bill. Who gives you shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's free money. Yeah, everyone everyone counterfeits a couple one dollar bills. No, uh, so yeah, most counterfeiters are doing fifties, twenties, hundreds. Like I, my my strategy when I counterfeit is you got to knock it down to the tens, fives, ones. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody ever checks those. For sure. For sure. My my strategy is I just like put get the white paper and I kind of like crinkle it up really like a lot so it just uh-huh. seems very and then I print the in the in the my you know printer a real dollar or two I even print some quarters sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you're minting quarters yeah that's yeah. awesome my, my I just I, I just like put four of those babies down on the like conveyor belt you grab the stickers like hey I'm walking away and like okay and then like sir sir and then the first sir is you have to run. <laughs> the first you, serve. Yeah. And then, you're, and then you're out of there, baby. Akiata. Get out of there. Go. Go. Akiata. Uh, yeah. So obviously he was caught and he was thrown back in jail with a charge of forgery added to his Walmart theft. With a fine of $600. Why, hey, didn't, he pay just, that? why didn't he take the fake hundreds and instead of stealing from Walmart, pay Walmart with those fake hundreds? Right, because he's a dumb criminal. Yeah, because yeah, he's a dumb criminal. He <laughs> thought the cops would be more fooled than than Walmart guy. Yeah, fucking goddamn. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. I wonder if what the bail commissioner from Walmart. So that's the real answer too. What if they like... called him out on it and then he just ran out the door with the merchandise? See, Maybe that's first, how it all started. After the first sir, he has to run. He probably listened <laughs> like three or four. Then he ran. Yeah, uh, dumb criminal. Stupid. Dumb criminal. <laughs> you gotta run after the first one. <laughs> what do you steal? That's what you really got to find out. Was it like it's cough medicine for my mother? Back to like downer again. Or it's, it's a, <laughs> he stole uh, toner, ink, and printer paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have that. I don't have what he stole. How to counterfeit money? <laughs> yeah, he stole the book. Stole counterfeiting book. for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you think it's about that time? I think so. I think it's about that time. I think it's about that time for our game. So as you know, What's Better Than Most is our weekly debate game where we randomly choose two subjects, then our judge puts a spin on it, then our other two contestants debate it. So we have the hat full of subjects here. Let's hope it's a good one. It's not gonorrhea versus herpes <laughs> or whatever the fuck that one was. Uh, my favorite was the Cobra versus a power washer. This I think one that was feels my absolute nice. favorite. We never did it, but it was so it's stupid. It's still over here on the it. table. You should put it back in there. Is it? I, know, I okay. hail some of the topics, and then when you, once the spins there, they actually all work out usually. Okay, here is the prompt. The prompt is Voldemort. Okay. Versus Darth Vader. Oh my! Oh wow, that's a pretty straightforward. This one. one is yeah. This could almost qualify for the who would win in a fight. Yeah. Whew. All right. But yeah, no one's allowed to use that one. No, right. Never, never. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back, and we're back. <laughs> So it's time for our game. (laughs) 
The topics, once again, was Voldemort versus Darth Vader. If you're unfamiliar, Lord Voldemort, I think is his name, right? I'm kind of ignorant. Is the main villain from Harry Potter. Very powerful dark wizard or, yeah, dark energy, something like that. Yep. And Darth Vader is the main villain from Star Wars. Very powerful. Sith? Well, I mean, that's kind of debatable. He's the main villain. (laughs) Okay, well, a very powerful villain in Star Wars. (laughs) Okay. So, I'm going to give host Sean Darth Vader. You fucked up, son. (laughs) Which means host Max gets Voldemort. And the prompt is very easy. Oh, I should probably say who goes first. Let's have host Sean go first. Okie dokie. Okay. The prompt is very easy. It's a short prompt, so I'll give you a little bit to think about it. Who would make a better bartender? (laughs) So once again, that is who would make a better bartender? Host Sean has Darth Vader. Host Max has Voldemort, and Host Sean will go first. He'll have one minute to make his case, starting now. Okay, so uh, Darth Vader would make a better bartender, because he's basically Jesus. You know, you know, he was born without a father. He's born of straight metachlorians, so he could probably turn water into wine. Next, uh, he's going to use the Force to make drinks and mix them and whatnot. Um, and if Darth Vader was a bartender at a bar near here, I would definitely go there. I'd check it out. Uh, you'd probably have to tip well, you know, but I think you'd, you'd, you could say the same with Voldemort. They'd probably kick your ass. Um, he, you know what? He could probably int- introduce you to drinks from all over the galaxy, not just Earth, which Voldemort only has Earth on his side. Uh, galaxy drinks. Um you can finally taste what that real uh, blue milk tastes like, not the Disney version. Fifteen um, seconds. Um, he would uh, he would know um, the best drinks. He's probably a gin guy, I'm guessing. So he <laughs> so five he, seconds. He he, he, he would he would uh, make you some badass gin drinks. I don't know. Time's up. Host Max, you have one minute starting. Now, uh, Voldemort would be a better bartender because, first of all, magic is just, in general is better than the Force. Let's just get that out of the way. Like the Force is basically telekinesis and um, maybe thinking some stuff. Uh, Voldemort could do magic, bro. He could full on like conjure any drink you want, type of deal, any type of ingredients you need. Um, he can make butter beers, pumpkin juices, all the ales and meads you ever thought of. He could enchant the cups to tell you when they're empty, so he could, so then they could be filled up again. He he like he could he probably supply his own materials. He could, you could do a shot of werewolf's blood on his dime, type of deal. Because I'm assuming it's in his world. Like freaking Darth seconds. Vader is just gonna be like, oh, whoa, what? And like get all mad at people and basically what he can move the drinks to the left, to the right. Ooh, move his drinks. Like I can full on like conjure seconds. drinks. He could have a bunch of house elves bound downstairs making drinks twenty four seven and conjure the right one he wants to each person he can fucking have the broom clean the whole house up like his bar would be clean and nice and no one would fuck with him or that bar and he'd be he'd be he'd listen to your problems probably too because he's a bar five seconds <laughs> all right and he knows dark spells so he'd fuck up anyone that bothers you <laughs> okay dark spells <laughs> host sean now has a 30 second rebuttal starting now darth Vader would be the bartender the bouncer the manager and everything, you know, he he would handle it all. You're talking about sweeping up and shit. That's all Voldemort is good for. He's not going to bounce people out of a bar. He's going to kill him. Va- Darth Vader has a sense of good in him, and that's what you need from your bartender. You don't want just a straight up asshole bartender. We've all experienced that. Ten you seconds. need some good in your bartender. That's why he's going to be better because he's got a little bit of good in him. And then, would you rather have uh, werewolf's blood or? Time's up. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> We'll never know. <laughs> I'll have to finish this thought. Would you rather have Brilver's blood and what? Or a drink from Glabulon 9. There you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Host Max has a 30-second rebuttal starting now. So the prompt is, who would be a better bartender? So I say Voldemort would be the better bartender because he's technically the best student that Hogwarts ever had, arguably. But he took all those things and took them to the dark arts and stuff. He like invented magic, basically. He would invent different bartending shit but different drinks for the people like every day he'd have a different foamy drink with like a dragon on it or something or like the spell of his enemies in there i mean the soul of his enemies in some drink you can try <laughs> like it'd be great like would you rather he said he was like darth vader is jesus but hold basically the devil Two i would rather have a bartender be the devil it'd be way better <laughs> than jesus your time's up bartender is the devil <laughs> okay come on water into wine all right all right 
I like the parallels there with the Jesus and the devil thing. That was cool. Um, obviously, we knew the force is going to be brought up to mix to mix drinks to make the drinks, um, but conjuring drinks was a good point because I think that just kind of beats mixing them or making them with the forest altogether. So that's a good point. Um, I like the enchant the cups to tell you when they're empty. <laughs> that was very smart. So you don't even have to call the bartender. He just gets like kind of triggered. Um, I do like the blue titty milk. I would definitely order that. <laughs> I would definitely order that because I think everyone's curious. And that's something that Voldemort would never get his hands on as far as I'm concerned. I like the drinks from the other galaxies point from host Sean, because I think because of his high status, he would just be, you know, it's like how mob bosses drink really nice rum and whiskey and shit all the Man, time. I so. wish you were debating that. The best supply. Did he say all these things? He said that. Drinks from other galaxies. Yes. I, I like that. Um, the best. I, I like that he was the best student. I didn't know that. Um, and Voldemort. Voldemort. Yes. Yes. <laughs> thank you for that. I have so much I want to say, you piece of shit. <laughs> I like how Host Max brought up that he would use the magic to do chores because a bartender has more than just one responsibility, right? More than just serving the drinks. Um, there's a lot of labor. Slice in of the life. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I have to say I have to give this one to Voldemort, a.k.a. Host oh Max. <laughs> Slice of the life. I built my whole argument toward the end on the idea that you need a little bit of good in your bartender because that almost swayed me. Well, at the end, now I should have built on that. I went the other way when he said that. Well, when you said the devil, it swayed me back. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, I was thinking about like Voldemort would be the guy to overcharge you and short you on the liquor. Like he's an asshole, straight up, no good there. Like he'd yeah. straight up just short you and be a dick. <laughs> Vader uh, got rid of slavery in the galaxy, you know, so he's still kind of he a choked nice guy. people for like his coworkers. Yeah, he's <laughs> he, choked, he choked and killed his coworkers multiple times. <laughs> So a couple. Voldemort hugged Draco Malfoy in the movies. He hugged him. That was an awkward hug. Did you see that? That was That's super he awkward. He hugged him though. He Very him. awkward. He hugged him. All right. Well, GG, GG, GG. I'm on a losing streak here. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Anyways, I got a uh, Florida or Australia story here for you. Ooh. If you're not familiar with this listener, it's where I tell these guys a story, uh, and it took place in either Florida or Australia, and they have to guess. Did you say it take place? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> but I heard it take place in either <laughs> Florida or Australia. Sure didn't. Moving okay. on. Cool, cool, cool. Town accidentally sells its water tower for $5,500. Now, are these Australian dollars, American dollars? I don't know. Uh, it Florida is dollars? Florida dollars, yeah. The different, the different <laughs> currency down there. <laughs> Alligator heads. <laughs> Alligator teeth. That's what yeah, they did. It's exactly. just all. Uh, so this comes from the city of Brooksville, and they were the ones who sold the water tower. Uh, Bobby Reed is the man who bought a municipal building to open a personal training facility. And after doing so, he went to the local officials that handle deeds and whatnot and found out that his land also included the town's water tower. So the city never separated the building the the building from the water tower so that plot of land you know it was always kind of like yeah it was just on the to-do list yeah like oh yeah by the way we should section that off so it's part of the city or something yeah exactly and it just never got done okay and so uh what do you guys think did a town in florida do this or did a town in australia do this i thought his name didn't you say bobby reed bobby reed it sounds very florida-ish i'm not sure is uh, is an australian person named bobby why not? I don't know. They have mullets there. Again, these these places are practically the I'm, same. I'm very ignorant. You of know the, they're uh, humans in Australia. I, I'm pretty sure, but not named Bobby. <laughs> Show me an Australian named Bobby. Bobby Reed versus Florida. It's like, hey, I'm Bobby Reed. I'm going to say Australia. Should they talk that way? I'm going to say Florida. It took place in Florida. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Reed has since deeded the Ooh, war- Mr. Reed. water tower back to the town. And rented it back that's what I was thinking too. I was like, well, shit, you got the town by the balls. You can do whatever you want now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to make your life a living hell when trying to open your establishment and whatnot, but still, you know, you're making money off the water tower. Just get rid of the building now. They're going to sure. tie themselves to it and do one of those hunger protests. So that's like the, <laughs> so the whole town's water supply. So you can like put a, like some LSD in there and shit. And just like Exactly. Fear toxin. You know, fear and then toxin, Batman will have to stop Batman them. begins going on. Get a little, get a little microwave action. Vaporize all the water in the tubes. Huh? Huh? You get it, huh, Mr. E? So You saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <clears throat> the shittiest part of the story, I feel, is that in order to 
give the water tower back to the town, Mr. Reed had to pay a $10 fee, some sort of filing fee or some shit, to give the water tower back. Wow. Right? So he lost on this deal. He lost. <laughs> right? That's what always happens to be a good guy. That's why Voldemort would be the best bartender. <laughs> I thought that was so shitty. I was like, I'm, I I hope that he got a kickback from the mayor who was like, oh, yeah, you know, our bad. Here's no, well, $10. Here's, here's 20 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thanks. $10 and a uh, $10 gift card yeah, to Red exactly. Lobster. Shakey's or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. So I, I was thinking we should all pitch in and send him $10 in the mail and, you know, we'll let you know what happens. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm not picking up the tab. I mean, like, again, we need to all pitch in on this. I can't I can't handle that. Fuck $10. that. <laughs> I'm helping that guy. He had the world. He had that town by the balls, and he just gave it up. He could have been the villain. Oh, dude, for sure. Take it over this town. This town's called Max Town now. <laughs> this would be a whole different story if he had held the water tower for ransom. Like, I, they, It would absolutely make our show, Nothing. but... <laughs> He could have painted whatever he wanted on it, any message he wants, rented it back to them. Yeah, like yeah. Cougars suck or whatever the uh, <laughs> the warring town is, the football Cougars team. Cougars suck. <laughs> well, I want to bring up a cool Kickstarter thing and Ooh. try to figure out if this is something we should invest in. Kickstarter corner? I don't know what to call it. You know, it's funny. I usually call you guys sharks. So maybe it's like sh- Kickstarter sharks. Okay. Because I, I go, okay, sharks. You, gotta, you have to figure out if you want to invest in this Kickstarter, if this is worth your time. I can't afford to pay $10 on my own, so let's see what I can do with this. <laughs> so I'm going to show you a picture of it first and then the little video. But I want you to know, since it's only an audio podcast, for now, we're working on streaming, everyone. Yes, but, we are. Um, I want you to describe to the audience what you're seeing. Uh, it's a cock ring with no. some... Oh, uh, it's not a cock. This is a, it's called a tool <laughs> ring. Let's just get the dick way out of the <laughs> It's not a cock ring. <laughs> All right. So you can put this on your tool and work on tools or something? There you go. Perfect. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So it's got a it's a ring. It's a metal ring. And it's got a bunch of notches and stuff at the top that it, it, multi-tool. Basically, he's basically describing that. Yes. It's, like a, ring, a, it's like a ring multi-tool that you can put on your finger. It's made out of titanium. And it's what's cool about it, though, it has like a bunch of things you can do with it. So you can let me give you some information. Before we figure out pricing and stuff. Do, 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 do. So, of course, it includes a pen. It includes a pen? You can have a pen. So, it's kind of funny. So, for the audience, imagine like a diamond ring, except you can remove the diamond, and that's like what you could do. So, it's a ring, but you could put little tools in there. Okay. So, you could attach a pen to the ring, which is cool. And then write with your whole fucking yes. hand like you've never written before. You're writing like a third grader. <laughs> Quiet you. Yes, you could do that. <laughs> okay. Um... Or there's a small titanium blade that you can slice through packages or boxes, and it's secured with a cap. Again, with your hand, with your fucking fist. Like Quiet, a, like you. A it's knuckle. a ring. It's cool. Uh, there's also a flashlight attachment that's uh, <laughs> 10 lumens. It has a 10 hours of battery life. So you're like a, you're like a Green Lantern. You're just like walking into a room, holding your fist out, looking at stuff. Okay. It's got to be a bottle opener. You could also there's a bottle opener on there, and another one you could open containers. And I noticed in this video they did paint cans. So, <laughs> oh, with the little lip, you yeah, grab and pull it up. That's kind of cool. Whole. Uh, so, a uh, side note here: uh, <laughs> when I went to uh, design school, the big joke was uh, if you ever want to improve on a product, just put add a bottle opener to it. <laughs> so we have like a soundboard here, and if you wanted to improve on this, just you know put a bottle opener in it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they add bottle openers to everything. Oh yeah, there's like belt buckle ones, shoe ones. Now uh-huh. there's a ring one. It could be on, but it's a multi-tool thing. The problem is you don't get much leverage with just your little finger here. But it's convenient because you're wearing it. So here's again. This is like a, I think it's like a 40 second little clip. So again, if you want to see this, by the way, we'll put we'll put a picture of it in the Instagram. Yeah. So again, the multi-tool thing. Okay. Oh yeah, here's the, here's the cool part. It can fit any of the, you know drill bits. It can fit those because it has like a hexagonal thing. So if you, you know, like instead of putting it in a screw in a drill. You put on your ring and, and do it by hand. Yeah, I'm going to pass on this, this one, is, dog. doesn't no seem sharks. practical at all. Sharks. Yeah, no, I'm passing. Sharks, it's a multi-tool with your rings. Look, you're like, look, he's drawing with it. There's a flashlight. And you, I don't think you understand. You can wear it <laughs> on your finger. It's made of titanium. Look, he's fixing the light switch. Oh, and it works with any bit you have. Yes. But did you see that? You see he's that fixing thing? a light switch. In a he's house where you would have a screwdriver. <laughs> so a can of paint and a beer bottle. But you see this? He's, he's not. This bolt. 
He's not his pocket. He's he, when he's operating <laughs> the tools with the ring, he is taking it off his finger and plugging the tool in it and then <laughs> using it as another tool. Like he's not he's not putting it on his finger and using the tool. It's he he takes it off and uses it like he would any other fucking tool, except it doesn't have have a handle on it and uh, pass. Way I, pass. I, it's there's first of all you can wear it. I want you to be aware of this and it's cool. Okay, so shark shark shot is passed. If it's not it's not useful Besides opening uh, beer bottles and paint cans, because you got to carry around a bunch of other fucking accoutrement <laughs> to use like it, like the flashlight attachment and the knife yeah. attachment and the like, yeah, the, the, the Phillips head attachment. <laughs> and, like, yeah, it showed the dude with a D ring that had like all the attachments to it. Like, exactly, that would be a little cumbersome. As long as I have my uh, my drill bit set with me, I guess we're good. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So sharks. So shark Sean's out. How about shark mystery? I pass. You yeah. both pass. It's okay. not practical. I so, agree with. So him. they have a goal of nine thousand seven hundred fifty dollars, and they have eighteen days to go. That's not very much. Here's the question to you guys: Have they met their goal yet? Will they meet their goal? Have they not met their goal yet? I think they've met their goal. I almost feel like they have yeah, too. Because that's not very much to ask for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They have met their goal. Yeah. yeah. They have already uh, gotten twenty five thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah. And so if you and I looked into it, God. basically, uh, you can pledge as much as you want, but if you pledge thirty five dollars or more, you're going to get a tool ring. And when they come out for real, they're going to be sixty dollars. Mm, where do I? Where do I buy the attachments? The hexagonal attachment for the pin? Because I'm, I'm that's dying more money. To use the that. more attachments, the more money too. It's <laughs> funny. Like because sixty is going to be like the base. Is oh. like you like, just get the ring. You get the ring, and I think you get one, like, a thing, attachment. But like there's, like, five head. attachments, so I looked into it. It's more like, it, yeah, it's been, like, 45, maybe 50 bucks. I think it's, like, 45 bucks. And then you get, like, the full tool ring stuff. Like, you'll get the pen, the flashlight, the blade. Kiss And the coolness head. of wearing it on your finger. I feel like you guys have glossed over this many times. <laughs> yeah. Do they size it? I assume it comes in different sizes. Comes or in different sizes, like, yeah. different colors. Because I got tiny yada, fingers, yada. and I can't. I can only imagine this and like being able to use it on my thumb, like, and then people are looking at me like I'm, you know, I'm that thumb ring guy. Might as well be on my pinky. <laughs> I know this is one too. Like I looked at it, and I was like, I, you know, I wanted to be an argument for it, but now that we're talking, I kind of done. That's all the information I have about it. It's kind of weird. It is like, it's like, why not have a multi-tool knife? Why not have something else? Like, yeah, totally. Why would you want to wear it? But they made their goal, so it's like Kickstarter. Any weird thing kind of works. Because here's the thing: if you're opening a paint can. Chances are you're a professional or you're prepared to paint a wall. You're not just like, you're not just some Joe Schmo who's like, oh, my multi-tool can do this or my multi-tool ring can do this. Like, douchebags. It's not happening. Douchebags probably buy this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, look at this. (laughs) Yeah, they probably funded this thing too. Yeah. But they funded it. They actually got it. So we we have to get on Kickstarter, man. So far, the only thing I think I told you guys that was not Kickstarter was that lady with like the hockey dating app. That one wasn't kickstarted. Everything else so far is oh like, yeah. They, they say something wacky. What about the one that was like the vehicle that towed scooters and stuff? That one didn't make it either. Remember that one? It was like you could have a kid on a scooter, and then this thing you'd be like attached to the sting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then yes. the thing would yes, tow you wheel. around. The wheel, yeah, like yeah, yeah, it was basically a wheel. Yeah, okay, you're right. That, that one was, didn't make it, did it? I don't. I almost feel like it did. Maybe, I, can't, I can't remember maybe. now. We'd have to go back and check. Yeah. Go check it. Check it now. <laughs> And uh, Kickstarter Sharks. Is that what it's called? I think Kickstarter Sharks. I called it Kick Sharker. Kick Sharker? Ooh. Ooh. Shark Kicker? No, Kick Sharker. Shark Kicker. <laughs> I like that. You got any other uh, things for us sharks here? Uh, well, that was it for that Kickstarter thing. Okay. Yes. I just wanted to see. because I, th- I thought it was wacky. Nice. Um, I got something here. Actually, let me see if there's uh, this other one up here. Uh... No, oh, okay. Yeah, check it out. So, check it. Check it. You watched Max. You watched all of a uh, Chernobyl, right? That, I did. That miniseries? I did. Did you ever see any sunflowers in that? I don't recall it. Okay. Um so I only saw it once. I just read about this and uh it turns out sunflowers are among the best uh flowers at absorbing radioactivity from the soil. Ooh, right? I thought so, that was interesting. So they just take it out of the soil. So, they, so is that a way that if they planted a bunch of sunflowers everywhere, they could maybe clean the soil up? Uh, exactly. Exactly. So uh, what was it? Um, Chernobyl soil and water were heavy with radioactive elements, cesium and stro- strodium. Um, 
And those particular isotopes, they mimic um, potassium and something else. And so the plants seek those out thinking they're getting potassium. But what they're actually getting is radioactive materials. Oh. And so they, they suck them up or out bastards. of the soil. Yeah, exactly. I wonder what the sunflower seeds would do to you. Would they give you like superpowers or cancer? This is fifty fifty. We're not we're not eating that radioactive honey, right? Or no, are we eating we're radioactive honey? We're allowed to. I think you're allowed to. Because <laughs> it is safe. All all honey is slightly radioactive, right? Yeah, because it cause it came that's actually the same uh, principle, I think, where like the the plants were taking it up and they're it's just the the bees go get the nectar from these plants and it's a con- basically honey is concentrated plants. They were getting all the radiation dog collected. Yeah. So one of the reasons um or actually, sunflowers have uh, a whole host of properties that make them ideal for nuclear cleanup, uh, some of which are they grow quickly. Uh, they're easy to plant pretty much anywhere, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, even better, they store most of their biomass in their leaves and stems. So uh, the, radioacti- the radioactive material absorbed by the plants can be disposed of without having to dig up the roots. Pretty much like yank them out and throw them away. Totally. Yeah, as opposed to, you know, with some other plants, I'm sure you have to yeah, dig like, up the roots to like get... Like a tree. If you're growing a tree there, like, it's impossible. Exactly. Get all exactly. the fuckers out. Um, That's cool. I'm about to pronounce this. It's called... Uh, <laughs> get ready. <laughs> Phyto or mediation. Phyto mediation. That's it. Yeah. Or the use of plants to clear toxins from environments. Um they, yeah, that's what that's called. So, sadly, this technique has now been deemed a failure. Why? Because they were using it at uh, uh, Fukushima. There's too, there's too much radiation, frankly. Like, yeah, how do you, you expect one sunflower to clean up everything? <laughs> well, come yeah. on, come on, guys. It's helping. It's doing its job. It's helping. They were, uh, yeah, so the Japanese planted a bunch of these around Fukushima to help clean up the soil. And I guess through experimentation, they de- determined just that. Godzilla stepping on them. Yeah, just like, I mean, <laughs> really, that's. <sighs> they just had to deal with Godzilla and Mothra and the rest of that <laughs> shit. It's just, it's tough over there. What are you going to do? We're trying to plant sunflowers. Um, so, yeah, but whatever standards they had set by planting these things, uh, it has failed. Ugh. Yeah. But the conditions are just too different. For one, Fukushima isotopes have not settled into the soil the way Chernobyl did, and uh, more time passed and possibly allowed the cesium to settle. So basically what they're saying is that in time, these radioactive isotopes around Fukushima could settle into the soil, and this could become an effective way of naturally drawing the radioactive materials out. Mm -hmm. But for now, it's just, it's all kind of, on the top and in the air, and they just they need to give it time. Maybe they they have to keep breeding them, and then since they're in a radiated area, they're going to just keep making mutants. Oh, right. And then maybe if they find they have to keep measuring all the all the sunflowers, and maybe they'll find one like this one absorb fifty times as much as the other ones, and then they take those seeds and plant those, and all of a sudden we have like teenage mutant sunflowers, teenage mutant sunflowers. Right, you got a sunflower that can, like, look at you and go, no, don't don't kill me! Please, these are my children! These seeds! (laughs) Don't eat them and put salt on them! No! Yeah, no, when I I came across the story, it wasn't very big, but uh, when I came across it, it reminded me of the radioactive honey and how uh, plants draw honey, or draw radioactivity out of the ground and then the bees take it, turn it into honey, and concentrate it, and now we have all honey is slightly, slightly radioactive. radioactive. <laughs> Yay! Fun fact of the day. Uh huh. So uh, this is actually uh, an auction went down and sold a bunch of space junk. So I was going to kind of describe some space junk, and then you guys figure out how much that costs. We're guys by the end of this podcast, we're all going to we're all, we're going to get really good at like prices, right? Appraising, stuff, appraising right. stuff because like these are the I like these stories. Just like all trying right. to figure out. Okay. So, they auctioned off an Apollo guidance computer fucking from, from the Apollo missions. Is it the size of a fridge? <laughs> it's actually a one-foot square thing, but I'll tell you more oh, about okay. it. So, so, here's more information, and then you guys can maybe make your assessment on how much it sold at auction recently. So, only 75 Apollo guidance computers were ever made. And on average, they each cost the United States around $200,000, equivalent to $1.5 million today. So, that was at the time, making them. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they were, they were created solely for the Apollo space program. And uh, they were one of the first computers to use integrated circuits, or basically microchips. Hmm. And which is crazy, because in an era of room-sized computers, NASA allocated one cubic foot of their spacecraft for the electric brain of the, of the oh, craft. Oh, this was actually on 
an Apollo craft. Yes. I assumed it was in, you know, Mission Control or something. No, this actually went to the moon. Got it. Yeah. This is like, was in charge of people and stuff. Cool. Okay. So it's the actual computer. Do we know what mission it's from? The Apollo guidance computer. I don't know the exact mission, so I just know it's from an Apollo mission. Okay. Okay. So there's a good chance it landed on the moon. Yeah. Since there's 75 of them that were made ever. So I don't know which one it is. So anyway, so more information about it is uh, rather than using large vacuum tubes or big discrete transistors, they use the microchips. And, uh, but one other cool thing about this is, um, so they use microchips for the, the logic modules, but, um, the missions, uh, the computer's missions, critical software was stored on handmade rope memory contained inside a fixed memory module, which could be a, which could not be erased, altered, or corrupted. So this rope memory required absolute precision and was sewn by workers created from a local textile factory. The they had, they had to sew together this thing with copper. Wa- so copper wire was woven in and around ring-shaped magnetic cores with each wire threaded around the core representing a binary one and each wire bypassing the core representing a zero. And it took eight weeks for them to sew this together. <laughs> What the fuck? This what? memory thing for the module, like this is cra- like this is like literally like one of the first computers. They like sewed half of the computer together with with copper wire. Because you hear about like miners using rope to keep track of things. You you tie a knot in it and like oh I've gone one mile up this hill and yeah you know, oh yeah that kind of stuff. But they were using it in space. Cool, dude. This was like years ago. Like no, it's like this weird like early computer shit. And like you know, obviously our phones are like a thousand more powerful than this thing ever it is. But okay, so all the, with all that information. How much do you think that sold at auction recently? One seventy-five. Oh, some space history, okay. bro. Space um, history. Those space history. Took people to the moon and back. Sciencey stuff doesn't usually go for as much <laughs> as like. She's just like shaking his head. A like, Nintendo no. sixty-four Super Mario. So I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say a hundred thousand. All right. Yeah. One million, Bob. Well, you're you're closer. It was seven hundred fifty thousand, basically. Okay. Okay. It still was a pricey thing, man. It was yeah. still good. Not bad. Here's another space junk thing. So they sold this. I'm showing the guys right now. Oh, it's a spacesuit. Yeah, this is a Soviet space sh- uh, spacesuit, and Ooh. this is from uh, their their program. Like they're gonna go to the moon, and then they like the the USSR fell or basically like this. So this is like a training suit. This never was used in space, but it's from uh, you know Russia. I bet it smells um, like ass. Probably smells like uh, yeah. It says here that yeah, it smells like ass. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so yeah, again, this is a spacesuit from uh, 1962. It was used. It was used as part of like moonwalk training for the ill-fated N1 L3 Soviet lunar program. The N1 was the Soviet counterpart to the American Saturn V and remains the most powerful rocket ever built. Though oh. each of the four attempts to launch failed. Bummer. I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, they but didn't it, have enough Nazis working for them. They, exactly. You need them. It's just an unfortunate fact. <laughs> you, you, you need them. They're good at missiles. Uh, so anyway, this uh, spacesuit, like I said, I told you all about it. It probably was used for training and never was used in space, but it's a Piece of space history. How much do you think that costs? Fifty thousand. Uh, okay. Well, I learned from my last one. I'm gonna go two hundred thousand. So I think it was closer. It was basically one hundred twenty thousand. I think you're <laughs> okay. still closer, Mister. Okay. We're we're not doing prices right. We don't care if you go over here. We want just closest price. Okay. I think I got like one more. That's. I wouldn't say that's manageable, but that's uh, that's not bad. One hundred twenty thousand. It's a good piece, like. But it's a training outfit. It didn't go anywhere. But it was it's, built. It looks like a spacesuit, and it's a Russian I mean, that space is cool. Suit. Yeah. It looks like it. it that it never looks... went to space. But it, it was. <laughs> it was <laughs> never went to space. <laughs> I'm not an astronaut. <laughs> you got to become a flight attendant to become an astronaut. I, I was thinking that same shit, right? Uh, okay, actually, this was kind of cool. So this painting was painted. See this painting right here? Okay. It's called the, uh, I should have looked this up first. Da, 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 da. This painting is called The Sunrise Over Antares by Alan Bean. And Alan Bean is the fourth person to ever walk on the moon. And, and it shows a lunar lander on the moon with an American flag next to it and the sun shining behind it. Yes, it does. And it looks kind of like Van Gogh-ish, if I were to say. It looks very heavily yeah. painted. If I, Even though, I guess, Van Gogh's more abstract is more what you're saying. I don't know what I'm talking to talk about, but it, there's just a lot of uh, like ink on it, honestly. <laughs> it it's looks like, really where, good. Where'd you go to school? I don't know. I don't, even I was saying, like, what am I talking about? Um, but uh, I just trust it. Anyway, um, but uh, no, I heard about that. Van Gogh put a lot of paint on his on his, on his shit. They were thick. Yeah, they were, he was a thick boy. Uh, anyway, so it was painted by the fourth man on the, uh, who walked on the moon. And he was an astronaut, obviously. But he said he went on to say, "I think of myself not as an astronaut who paints, but as an artist who w- was once an astronaut." 
cheaper. So anyway, how much yeah. do you think that painting? I want to post that. On it the was Instagram. the original. Yeah, that's the original. Yeah. That's a very artist thing to say. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I want to put that on the Instagram. But I like the painting. I, I don't I create I art. It. I change lives. <laughs> exactly. I'm not an astronaut. I'm a space person. <laughs> that's right. Uh, okay, I will guess. Um, this is art. Art usually sells for a bit. I'm gonna say. Oh God. Uh, did it go to space? No, I don't think it didn't so. Go to space. No, it, this okay. is just a painting. Basically, he's painting what he he's, he experienced on the moon, like kind of like a vision. Ah, uh, dude, this is so rare. I'm gonna say five hundred thousand. One million, Bob. Only twenty thousand. What? <laughs> I know. I can't afford it, but I wish it was. I, I tried to get a. I liked it so much. I was trying to find a wallpaper for it. It was just doesn't exist like I'll sell like my some, car for that let's I, do it dude i liked it a lot i thought it's a cool painting so wow. let's put it on the instagram uh, put the, well I'll, he I'll went home it. sad after that auction trust me <laughs> i mean i'd be pretty happy if i saw my painting was 20 you're just guys Aww. getting all jealous because you just saw that you just know i think I went he, from highest to lowest so. <laughs> <laughs> i think he had a price made up in his head that he didn't get zero. if you painted some, if you painted something and sold for twenty thousand, wouldn't you oh i'd be ecstatic i'd be ecstatic yeah <laughs> But I didn't go to the moon, so what you does know, that do I don't with have anything? that. <laughs> First of all, art is all about the story, right? <laughs> it it's all about the well. What, who's the artist? And I, know, why? I wish Van Gogh went to the moon. What's it the message? Made, it would have made his art so much better. Yeah, if totally. He, if he went to the moon. Um, so the last one is as as a Type Two phaser pistol from the original Star Trek. Did it go to the moon? It did not go to the moon. But here's a picture of them holding phaser like from the original. So those phasers. So, how much would a uh, original phasers type two phaser from the original Star Trek series? How much would that go for at auction? Okay, you said you went one. highest to lowest. I did, but I feel like that was a red herring. So, I did say that. <laughs> I'm gonna go. No, I can't. No, fucking, it's just a prop. It's a prop. Uh, I did forget I was gonna do this one too. I'll tell you that. So don't don't listen to my last statement. But collectors be collectors. So I'm gonna say fifty thousand. Ten grand. This was two hundred fifty thousand. Holy shit! <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Talk about priorities. Yeah, dude. Holy shit! For that money, you could have bought a fucking uh, a Soviet spacesuit and the painting. <laughs> Not the other thing, actually. <laughs> so just the painting, a spacesuit, the painting, bro. But no, you chose a fucking phaser pistol. Oh my god! Stupid. Yeah, You're stupid. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's probably all beat up and like weathered by now too. You know, the paint's chipping. They don't make those things to last. They make it yeah, for the day of filming exactly. and then whatever happens. Yeah, it's not a replica or something. It looks all nice. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Oh shit. All right. Well, I got a I got a kind of an artsy one here. As a matter of fact, uh, so while visiting a street art exhibit in a mall in Seoul, Korea. A couple had fun with an interactive exhibit, and they got in trouble. So they, f- I hear people, these a couple in Korea fucked an exhibit. <laughs> they fucked an exhibit, and people didn't like it. Okay, uh, was the- it like a bunch of bones? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I, I'm trying to think of something. Something one could fuckable, fuck. like, uh, a, I mean, like a, a bunch a of lady bones? could fuck a bone. I don't know how a dude would. Do you fuck bones? I think it's possible to fuck a bone, like an eye socket. Okay. Right. My eye, my my I head mean, didn't go to ice. Try. Not try. I, yeah, not okay. try. I, I'm assuming there's planning involved in this caper. <laughs> They're bone fuckers. I don't know what they do. Like I don't know. That's I don't go through their head. So no, it wasn't bones. The exhibit was a giant painting that looked like a Jackson Pollock. Are you they guys familiar? The painting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know all the splatters and random brush strokes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Ja- Jackson Pollock. The painting was 23 feet by nine feet. So 23 feet. By huge. Nine feet. Yeah, that's big. Um, and below the painting were tons of paint cans and brushes for people to use. They fucked the cans? They they didn't, let me just, they didn't <laughs> fuck anything. <laughs> okay. Just clear that up. Okay. Nobody fucked anything so in like, this painting. How do you fuck a paintbrush? Okay. <laughs> um, so the couple, anyway. couple went at it, had a great time, you know, used the paint brushes and paint cans and started painting and whatnot. Uh, they walked away and about 30 minutes later, they were taken into custody. Were you not allowed to paint in there? Turns out the paint and the brushes sitting on the floor under the painting were just part of the exhibit. And it wasn't interactive at all. And you were supposed to, but it was full of paint. But they were full of wet paint, <laughs> wet usable paint, and brushes. <laughs> that's on there, man. That's, yeah, that should have been like a photograph. I thought you were going to say the artist like ran a subway or something real quick. And then they just walked. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's crazy, though. That's their own bad on that one. 
I mean, the place. We use fake yeah. shit. It's yeah. the same immersion. I exactly. Mean, like have a like if you as like, far as I'm concerned, they had a better idea making it interactive. Yeah, exactly. Like have like a paint can that looks like paint there, but if you touch the brush, it doesn't move. Like it's all stuck in plastic or something. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. So my question to you guys is, how much was the painting worth? You know, before they destroyed it. Not destroyed it. Well, it wasn't original Jackson Pollock, right? No, yeah, no, no. This it, is it's just some artist. exhibit, like you walking in it. So some guy. Re- I'm sure he's big in the art world. I don't know who he is. I mean, okay, so we just learned this guy from the fourth guy. This guy has been to space. First of all, this artist, so we know money's yeah, yeah. going down. He walked on uh, Mercury. Oh, oh shit! Might go up then. Um, Fifteen thousand. Okay. Well. For a twenty-three by nine, it's Korea. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm going to say $30,000. You guys are both way under Okay, look, I'm going to do it again. What this is okay, let's, let's do it again. Okay. $5 million. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mr. E? 800,000. And three hundred. No, my last one. Okay, for real. Uh, fucking $125,000. Mystery is closer with six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Jesus, yeah. that's a lot. That's an expensive fuck up. Art right? makes no sense. Do they have? I mean, it doesn't. Do they have to pay? Like, are they in trouble? Like, you have to pay us back. Like, no. So Get out of here. the gallery owner and the mall didn't press charges because it was truly an accident. They thought it was interactive and whatnot. If it just happened. They maybe start cleaning it right now. Uh, what? Windex it a little bit? Oh yeah, of course. It, yeah, <laughs> it's, little, it's, it's fresh. It's no, fresh. So the artist spoke out, and he's like, he suggested that the couple may need to pay him for the cost of restoring it. And I'm just like, that's bullshit. <laughs> just, just paint like how how much damage did they do? Unless what it's you said twenty three by nine, but like what did they fucking do a line to the whole place or some shit like no it's not like the dots in the corner they didn't write their name on it they didn't like like, do a swastika or a dick (laughs) or something like they just straight up just you know added some brush strokes to it so you and i would probably never know the difference frankly exactly but uh the artist does and so you know he was i don't know if he was joking but at the end of the day like fuck you fuck it yeah why i'm not no no way no fucking way am i paying that no way so we here at the Better of the Most Things podcast support will, the couple. Yeah, we will support the couple and yes. pay those bills for you. Yes, 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 yes. Right after we with pay the, for that Florida guy with the proceeds from the tool ring thing. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Invest, invest. All right. Well, that's all I got. I'm tapped. I'm tapped. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of Better Than Most Things. Yes. Yes. And be sure to tune in next time when uh, Max tells you all about his ramen shop. Hey, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram, both at BTMT underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.